Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 33, Season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Even Richie, well, no NRL matches this week, but we did have a handful of World Cup warm-ups to pass the time before the big tournament starts up. Uh, did you catch any of the games, and how was your weekend? Oh, well, 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 what do you mean? I, I thought we'd and, have like a quick Paul. show with no reviews and no games, nah. and take like half an hour, I'll be done. And you guys are going to found a bunch of other games to talk about and stuff. Yep. This is not fair. It's not how it's supposed to work. I'm happy. I'm, happy. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was in your camp, Paul. I thought we were going to gloss over the games. I thought tonight it was about the, it was about the well, tonight's about the awards, really, isn't it? The the prestigious awards we're going to hand out move over Delhi M. So this is this is what the players really want to win is is these ones we're handing out tonight. Exactly. Um, so yes, I'm great. Glad to look. Richie's made an effort, right? He's got his jersey on. He's looking good, Brad. Where, where, where's, where, where's your tux? Where's your jersey? I brushed my hair, so oh. that's about as far <laughs> as you can get. Um, so while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, 8 p.m., you can also catch our show for our podcast at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, as always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that is Rugby League, um, including we're going to have our top stories of the week. And then, as Richard mentioned earlier, we're going to um, give our awards out. But first, uh, we're going to have to rip the band-aid off and go over our predictions that we made at the start of the year and how uh-huh. right or wrong we were. Uh, we'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as questions we've got for each other before then going into our awards, um, announcing all of them there. And then we'll end the night with a quick preview of the World Cup since it starts this weekend. So um, any comments and questions throughout the show, just flip them into the chat. And we may as well just... just Jump straight into it, Richie, um, since Paul wants us to be nice and quick tonight. <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah, news. Um, I guess the big news um, is Cameron Munster. We talked about it, I feel, every week um, for like the last couple of months about where we will go. You know, everyone said he was a dolphin. Um, he's now extended his stay with Melbourne until the end of 2027. Um, he's turned down a 1.4 million a year deal the Dolphins had put on the table, 
which would have made him the highest um, highest paid player in the league um, if he had taken it up. And Wayne Bennett is not happy. Um, he said that Munster should have been a man and told him he was not going to sign. Munster <laughs> did say later on that he will give him a call and that he makes no excuses for not doing so sooner. Um, but I've got a, a bit more on Dolphins and Wayne in a bit, but we may as well jump on with you first. What's your take on, on Munster turning down the big dollars to stay with Melbourne for probably the same amount of money just in a brown paper bag? <laughs> Good call, Brad, saying what we all think. Um, no, I'm a fan of it, eh? I'm, I'm happy staying true to Melbourne. Uh, you know, in a, in a day and age of contracts don't mean a lot and not a lot of loyalty, um, yeah, the Storm uniform just looks good on Munster. He's, it suits him, I think. You know, it's it's going to be good to see him stay. And uh, my heart bleeds for the Dolphins. They're going to have to move on to another target. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I was kind of at the assumption that once Bellamy kind of left the Storm um, as head coach, that's when you'd see guys like Munster and that leave. But the fact that he signed till the end of 2027, um, it's it's a bit more interesting. But then it's the NRL, you know, what, how long's a contract doesn't really matter, does it? But mm. um, yeah, interesting times for the Dolphins, which will segue into the next part. Um, Wayne Bennett didn't stop. Quick one there from Sonny. Uh, do the Dolphins really have all this money? Do you think they'll be able to pay up for the salary cap? Um, or are they trying to do things on the cheap? No, well, they're, they're, they're offering big money. To, to players that probably don't deserve that much money. So I'm sure they've got it there. And um, they had to go through all the financial protocols to prove that they are a viable option to be the the new team. So I'm sure they've got it there. It's just uh, um, it's a bit of a gamble, I guess you could say, for, for players wanting to go to a new startup. It could do really well, like Melbourne, when Melbourne first hit the ground running. Or, um, you know, they could be in for a couple of years of strife. So it all depends on, I guess, the challenge and if the players are willing to to take up that challenge. And we're seeing more often than not, they're not. So, mm. um, yeah, but Wayne Bennett, he continued with that, Richie. Um, after having a go at Munster, he also decided to turn his aim at the NRL. And um, he said that um, they fail to support new teams. His quote was, what the game has never done is supported a new team coming in in terms of recruitment or whatever. Um, very, very prolific with his words there. Um, what's your What's your take on that? I I kind of agree a bit. I feel that for the Dolphins, more in part, they have kind of basically had a year to get ready, where most of the other clubs have a couple of years to kind of get everything sorted, get a, a roster underway. They've kind of been told, you know, at the start of the year, next year, next season, you're up and running. Um, get players technically you can't talk to anyone until november um so good luck but it, it's kind of i i feel like the nrl have kind of gone the wrong way about it but it is what it is unfortunately and they've got some players um they're just gonna have to work a bit harder i guess to get more but that's also how why they they stole peter o'sullivan from the warriors because they wanted the best recruiter in the market and he he's done great so far um, you know, he, he he hasn't got any of these big names across the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? Do you think he's on the money or? Uh, yeah, somewhat. I mean, 
I think a new a new franchise coming in, you're going to want to hit them to hit the ground running. Will not be a complete flop with their wooden spooning their first seasons coming into the comp. I mean, you want them at least achieving some wins and and establishing a you know their fan base. It'll be hard to support a team. You know, hard to build a fan base if they're losing right off the bat. Um, so to set them up for a sustainable future, I guess you want them, you know, hitting some targets and winning some games off the bat and pushing for pushing to be competitive and, and hopefully making finals. Yeah. Um, I just think they needed more time to get themselves underway. Uh, I don't think you can ask the NRL to, like, Handouts, yeah, yeah, handouts. Um, because if they you give a handout to one team, you got to give it to all of the teams. Um, even if they're, yeah, especially (laughs) if they're in their first year. Um, I don't know. It's yeah, it's a tough situation, but they just got to make themselves look like a desirable place for a player to go. Um, it's as Mm. simple as that. Um, I know we as Warriors fans know that it's not always the ideal situation trying to lure people to New Zealand. You'd think being able to go to Red, the mighty, mighty beautiful Redcliffe um, would be alluring, but I maybe it was the jersey that they released last week's just scaring everybody off. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. But we'll continue with the Dolphins. Last one, I promise. Um, now that Munster's off the table, it's believed that they're trying to sign both Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown off the Eels. Um What's your take on that? Do you think they'll get one or both of them or none of them? Um, it's a good, tar- it's a good target, those two. And we know they work well together in tandem. Um, I think they're on contract. They're still on contract until 2024, I believe, aren't they, Brad? I, I think, think they're, so. still on, they're still on contract with the Eels next year. But, yeah, they need to shift their sights somewhere. I mean, I think if you look at their spine currently – um, the halves are looking like Milford, O'Sullivan, and I think they've got the young fella, uh, Katoa, as well. But you know, he's probably not quite NRL ready yet, so yeah, they've got to be sitting there like somewhere. I was going to ask you this question actually before changing my mind late, but um, yeah, what do you think? Who do you think they, they should go after? Well, I think they need a half, so. Either Mitch or um, Dylan would be ideal, I guess, if you can get one or both. Getting both would be a major win, but mm. um, yeah, they need they need a half. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you could get them though. Um, it's yeah, it's tough. I thought Munster was going to be the best option they could get, um, especially with all the talk he'd said about wanting to go back to Queensland and whatnot. So yeah. I'm kind of a bit lost on who they can really get. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's not a great answer to your question, but it is what it's, it is right now. It's, it's tough, mate. The, the more targets they miss out on, the um, uh, landscape becomes more and more bare for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, next bit of news for re-signings. Ben Hunt um, has agreed to sign with the Dolphins again. He signed a new two-year deal. Um, what's your take on that? It sounded like they were lowballing him, but I guess they changed their mind after he rejected their last offer. Yeah, I think that's definitely a win for the Dragons. Um, yeah, as we saw, and 
probably much to Brad's pleasure that they weren't much chop this year, the Dragons. They they had moments this year, but ultimately I, I believe they finished 10th. Um, you take Ben Hunt out of that side, that's that's getting closer to what Brad predicted they would finish, I think. Um, without yeah. Ben Hunt, they'd be contending bottom four for sure. Definitely. Um, and speaking of the Dragons, only three of their top 30 players showed up at the end-of-year awards night um, in a move that Ben Hunt has labelled as disrespectful. Um, Hunt, Zach Lomax and Michael Molo were the players that attended. Um, ben Hunt said when he comes back from World Cup 2D, he's going to talk to the guys that were still in Sydney that didn't show up um, to see what's going on. But it definitely um, kind of painted it as not a very nice place to be right now. Um, which might make them my predicted wooden spooners again next year. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's your take on that? Um, apparently going to these end of year awards is part of the contract. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there, the legality of the situation, but I suppose it's not a good look when all your team doesn't want to show up to the end of year awards. I know the season wasn't that great, um, but you still got to kind of show up and like support the guys that win the the interior awards and whatnot mm. um yeah not a fan not a fan of of that from the dragons um 30 players only three turn up how many of their squad made the top 100 uh highest paid players list in the nrl too i think quite a lot of them highest percentage of any nrl club i believe so paying they're paying their players a lot of money and and yeah, maybe like uh, Paul says in, in the comments there, find them. It's not a good look. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting. Um, I'm sure we'll get some more development of that at some point. Find, find them and everyone, everyone who bought tickets for the um, for the end of the year do get so get repaid. Be perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's a win-win. Um, I'll have a little bit of a breakout before we get into the uh, manly side of the new section. But um, Liggy Sal, former Warrior, he's joined the Samoan World Cup squad after Luciana Leilua has been stood down um, by the NRL um, for off-the-field dramas. But um, good win for, for Liggy Sal. Um, he's been doing reasonably well in the UK in the Super League. So um, you you as the, the token Samoan of the, of the group here, What's your take on Liggy making the side? As he should do well in the Super League, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's yeah. He's just coming in to replace Luciano Leilua, who I was naming in my um, my squad and, and top seventeen lineup prior to him being chopped um, and stood down by the NRL. So Liggy sells a handy player. Um, we know what he can do. So. He yeah. might not be in the same mould as Luciano Leilua um, and how destructive he can be out on the edge, but uh, he can play a role for sure. Definitely. And um, now, manly time. Um, There's been a lot, a lot this week um, around manly and Des Hasler. So um, his, Des Hasler's future as manly coach um, looks likely to be over. Um, nothing 100% confirmed yet, but there are reports that he's considering filing a lawsuit against the club um, basically saying that he believes the club compromised his ability to fulfill his contractual obligations by introducing the pride jersey without consulting himself or the players. And he had a clause in his contract that if the Manly made the top eight, he got an automatic extension on his contract. 
And he's basically saying um, this derailed their season and his chance for that. And rumours continue to swirl that if Manly do let him go, they are looking at bringing in Anthony Seabolt to take his place. Um, so a lot of the lot of info to throw at you there, Richie. But what's your take first on Dez and his future, the lawsuit, and then Anthony Seabolt potentially coming in? Yeah, and to add a layer onto that too, um, Dez was hung up to dry with Cherry Evans having to front the press um, when the rainbow jerseys came out. So, yeah, I kind of see his. I kind of see his point. the The club, the team went south immediately after after that whole fiasco. Um, they didn't win a game. Did they win a game? I don't think they did. Did they? Did they lose all their games post that? Post the rainbow? If they, if they won a game, it would have been one at most. So yeah, uh, they might at the best one or two. Yeah, I, I'm not a hundred percent. So um, I, I can I can see Des's point there. Um, he's a he's a coach that took them to the to the top four last year and, and on the brink of making a a grand final. So. Yeah, I and I don't I don't know about Anthony Seabold. I don't know if he'll be a good fit there. Um, he wasn't a good fit at, at Brisbane, so we've seen him coach well before prior to going to Brisbane. But yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, again, it seems like a club that might be um, in a bit of turmoil at the moment. Yeah, there we go. Um, All seven yeah. games they lost. Yeah. I had just done that as well. I was just about to say, and then I got beat into the punch here. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I don't know. And Anthony Seabolt. Will he win them a premium premiership? They said uh, he, he would in Brisbane. Didn't Seabolt go to Union? No. Um, no, you're thinking of, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Seabolt, he did have some, I think he jumped in an assistant role at some point. I can't remember who with. Okay. But, I, 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 um, I thought we did a show about someone like, I thought that was the name. No. Okay. My, my, yeah, it, it was him, but I don't yeah. think it was very long. I, I, oh. I think it, it might've been with the Wallabies or it might've been with the Waratahs or something like that. Um, played my ignorance. Um, I struggled to follow the, the New Zealand rugby union teams, you know, and the Aussie ones. Um, but yeah, Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, he was the defence coach for England, so that was the one we spoke about, Paul. Yeah, he didn't last very long, did he? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I suppose before we go into the World Cup warm-ups, we'll talk about um, Lebanon. Um, there's an interesting situation potentially happening because obviously um, it's Checker, isn't it? Michael Checker um, is their coach. No, check, check. Oh, oh, in the in the league. Um, Lebanon, yeah, He is currently also coaching Argentina, and yeah. there is um, potentially, depending on how far Lebanon go, there is a chance that he's going to end up coaching both Lebanon and Argentina in the same week. Um, and he said he he will do it. Um, so that could be an interesting story in a couple of weeks uh, on the show, Richie, um, when that happens. So um, we'll keep our ears to the ground on that. Um, and, yeah, Simon, yeah, Michael Checker has two coaching jobs right now. Um, 
But, but yeah, before we at least, at least the uh, the World Cup's in Eng in England, right? And uh, yeah, in, same uh, area. And uh, with Argentina, it's Northern Tour, so he'll be touring Europe at times. So yeah, both both in the same place at the same time. Could be coaching them both be. in the same pitch. Or yeah. uh, two pitches next to each other, do a joint coaching session. Exactly. Um, so yeah, before we move into the predictions, we'll just go a quick rundown of the World Cup warm up. So we had quite a few teams go out there and. Um, have a little bit of a warm-up. Um, Australia, naturally, um, automatically arrogant, decided they didn't need one. Um, but um, we had um, England defeated Fiji 50-0. Um, Cumbria defeated Jamaica 28-12. So that, that's a great start for Jamaica, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Tonga defeated France 48-12. Lebanon defeated Wales 38-22. The Kiwis defeated Leeds 74-0. Um, Greece had a 34-all draw with Bradford, which is a worrying sign for Greece as well. Um, and then the England Knights um, defeated Scotland 28-14. So, um, but yeah. Um, and yeah, the Kiwis leads, um, that's really the only game I watched. I watched yeah. highlights of the Tongan game, but I liked what I saw from the Kiwis game. Um, not all, There was quite a few players in both Leeds and the Kiwis um, that... If they were in Leeds, they didn't actually play for Leeds. They were brought in for this game. And with the Kiwis, we had Thomas Lulawai, um, Willie, I think Willie was in there, um, and Dean Fade, um, that aren't in the World Cup squad, but they were brought in for this game. As a farewell to Thomas Lulawai, um, mm. you obviously don't take much into the scoreline due to the situation yeah. and the opposition. Um, and, yeah, so I'm said to be fair, Greece and rugby league, it's only recently been made legal. Yeah, I shouldn't be too harsh on them. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a great game from the Kiwis. I liked what I saw from Chance. Um, mm. he, he was running off shoulders, which is something that the Warriors have missed in their fullbacks um, for a little bit of time. But I thought it was a good hit out and um, made me more excited for the World Cup starting this week. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think the Kiwis look good. It's just obviously you can't read a lot into it. A massive no. score. Um Leeds didn't really put up much of a fight and Kiwis were almost scoring at will at times. So, um, yeah. But it's, at yeah. the same time, it's nice to see um, some nice tries being scored and some some combinations being built. So, hopefully yeah. bodes well. Definitely. And, um, yeah, we get to watch some... I'd like to say more competitive games coming up, but I don't think so for the Kiwis in regards to their pool. But um, there will be some good games coming up this this week, which we get to talk about next week. So, um, yeah, and Mark said, um, yeah, Willie Isa was the one I, I couldn't think the last name of. Thanks, Mark Roberts. Um, and, yeah, Simon also mentioned that um, Greece had to play their qualifying match at 12 um, at midnight to avoid the police since it was illegal to play rugby league in Greece. Um, yeah, crazy story. But it's it's a hell of a story that they made it to the World Cup, though with all that um, going on in the background. But that's all we've got for the news now. We may as well jump into the predictions if Paul can bring the slides up. Um, yeah, look at my, my handiwork there. So I've put ticks and crosses over the images on if we were right or if we were wrong. First one up, we had the leading try scorer. I picked Tommy Turbo, which is why we got the big X there. And Richie picked Alex Johnson, who ended up, being the leading try scorer, so congrats, Richie, on that one. Thanks, um, mate. I think copy and paste next year. <laughs> yeah, it's not a <laughs> it's not a bad bet there. Yeah. Um, next up, we had the leading point scorer. 
Um, we both got this one wrong. Um, we wait for Paul, you ready? There we go. Um, I picked Ruben Garrick going on my manly theme, and you picked yeah. Nathan Cleary. And the winner ended up being Valentine Holmes. So you put, um, too, you put too much stock in manly, eh? I put far too much stock in manly, <laughs> as we'll see in my predictions going forward. Um, so, yeah, none of us got that one right. Uh, next one was minor premiers. I picked manly and um, got the big X. They didn't even make the eight. And Richie, you got it right. You picked Penrith with probably the easiest prediction of the yeah. of the series. Yeah. Um, so congrats to you again. Um, and yeah, Mark Roberts said I was never going to be right because I couldn't spell his last name. It's a hard name. Who can, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then uh, next up, we had signing of the year, which is another tick for Richie. This one is a bit more debatable because there's never an official um, announced winner of who the signing of the year is. So this is no, just for no. us. There's but no the debate, fact, man. He's still him. There's no, no debate. Let me finish, please. <laughs> um, the fact that the guy that you picked as signing of the year went on to win the Dally M um, is a clear, you know, tick in your direction. He definitely had to be signing of the year. And... I picked Aaron Penny. That's why there's a big X. Not only did he not um, feature in any Delhi M's, he also got released from his club. So he might um, be next year. <laughs> he might be next year. Now I forgot to mention he is re. It's official. He has gone to the Storm now. And Jack Murchie, who was a Warrior, is signed with the Eels. Sorry, um, I'll throw those in there while we're here. Um, but yeah, congrats again. Another tick for you, Richie. And if anyone's watching and can paying attention at home. I'm yet to get a tick. Um, next up, we had Wooden Spoon. Um, we both got this wrong. I picked the Dragons. Personally, I think um, I, sh I should have had this. I thought I had all the money in the world. And you had the Knights. Um, yeah. And obviously, the Tigers ended up um, Wooden Spoon there. So we both got that wrong. Me yet to get a tick. Um, next up, we had the Grand Final matchup. Uh, we both got this wrong. Um, I had the Sea Eagles versus Panthers, which obviously didn't happen, and you had the Roosters versus Panthers. Yep. So um, we both got half of it right, picking the Panthers to make it, but it was obviously the Panthers Eels. So we got the easy half right. We got the easy half right. Um, yep. And then next we had the Dalian medalist. Um, I, I'm not picking any manly guys in predictions next year, Richie. <laughs> um, but I picked. Um, Tom Travojevic, and um, have you got the slide there, Paul? There we go. Um, and Richie picked Nathan Cleary. Obviously, it was Nico Hines. So um, I think you you were still going to be a lot closer than I was, for sure, um, with Tommy Turbo going out injured and Manly falling apart. And then this one, we were close. The next one, Richie, first coach yeah. to be fired. We were close. Um, we were close um, by a couple of weeks, but we both had Madge, Madge Maguire, um, but it was Trent Barrett from the Bulldogs. And then a couple of weeks later, Madge was gone. So um, if the Bulldogs had just won a game or two more earlier on, we might have had this one. Um, and then the last one for our predictions, we predicted our top eight. Um, this is the first time I get some ticks. It doesn't count, really. So... Um, Richie was the only one who actually predicted I, a team. If, if, even if you know what you're talking about, you're still 50 50 on this one, right? If you yeah. half the teams in the competition so, within, so within reason, <laughs> you're at least four ticks on this one, just, just probably by guessing. Yeah, 
So um, that's the dartboard. Richie got a gold medal here on the top because he predicted one of the teams in the right position, which was the Panthers at the top. Um, but we both got the same teams um, in our top eight that didn't make it. We both picked Manly and the Warriors, and they both didn't make it. So we didn't have the um, – I didn't have the Sharks, and I didn't have the Cowboys, and you didn't have the Sharks. I didn't have one of the grand finalists in my top eight. Yeah, you didn't have the Sharks and you didn't have the Eels. Uh, I mean, you didn't have the Cowboys or Eels. I yeah. didn't have Sharks um, sharks or Raiders in mine. So, um, yeah, it shows how much we know, which is always yeah. always very, great. Very little. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be a bit more serious. I'm going to do some serious research for my predictions next year because I want to get a tick. Um, I want to get at least one right. So, um, yeah, that was our predictions. Um, very disappointing on my behalf, but well done to you, Richie, for nailing a couple of them. Um, so yeah, before we move into the standoff awards, were there any questions from anyone, Paul? Um, there was one question, but it wasn't true. So apart from that, we're good. We're good. So we have one question asking since um, RTS isn't going on the tour, what's going to happen with him? But he is going on yeah. the All Blacks tour. So, um, yeah, so apart from that, um, yeah, that was that was Hammer, wasn't it? Yeah, I honestly hammer. <laughs> I just don't know. Even I knew that he was on the on the roster, and I, I couldn't even tell you who the captain is right now. Um, oh, Sam Kane. Is it? Oh, my boy Sam Kane from the from the Chiefs. There we go. That's um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been a while, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so um, I'll go. I'll go first because my one. I think your one's going to go a bit long. Um, so I was going to put this in the news, but I thought I'd save it for the question. But um, Peter Volandis has mentioned that he's potentially looking into developing a rookie draft for the NRL. Would you like to see the draft introduced, or do you think it wouldn't work? No, I don't think it would work, Brad. I, and we've had discussions on this uh, previously as well. It's just the way the league is structured and, and um, the layers underneath the NRL, the feeder teams, um, are all sort of development to top top tier teams and and you know the, the way clubs develop players for top grade it's just um, it's not conducive to a draft system I believe um, no and and a little bit of spoilers for my question to you along with the draft and and the numbers on the players backs now are, it's like we're trying to turn into basketball. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've mentioned on here and I've mentioned it on other shows that I've been on. Um, the, the way the draft works really well um, in sports and in competitions that the lower grades aren't looked after. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. By the clubs. So if the NRL stepped in and said everything below first grade is now ours and mm. we're going to manage it, then that's when a draft could come into play. But when you're spending money and developing a player and then getting told mm. that someone else is grabbing them, um, it's just not going to work because then, yeah. And um, I at the Warriors um, members forum, Tohu Harris was asked this question. And he basically said it's never going to happen um, because the Rugby League Players Association won't agree to it because they don't want to be told um, – that you know, you've been told you're going to go play for this team. You mm. don't have a say. You're going to play, and I know the AFL does it, but I thought, saw some screenshots on social media. The AFL um, competition and the teams are complaining about it now because yeah. you're basically they're picking a rookie, and then that rookie is like basically re- demanding a release or refusing to play because he doesn't want to play for that team. Wants to play for someone else. So it's. You know, it always it has good merits and it has bad. Um, and yeah, at the moment, it's yeah. And I think yeah, um, Mark Roberts has said the rookie draft will only work if they're going to create the 18th team from it. Yeah, um, I just don't see it un- until the NRL decides they're going to spend all the money developing the youth for the game. Um, it's not going to work. And then if they do that, you're not going to see developments like Penrith have done. Um, mm, yeah. you know, Penrith have set themselves up for success for you know a decade, um, with what they've done there, and I don't think the NRL will be able to do that for everyone. Um, so it's I don't think it's ever going to happen. But Peter Valandis has got to do something with the, the time he's got on his hands, I guess. Um, but yeah, your question to me. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so my question to you was. Uh, I, I saw the Australian team named for yes. the for the World Cup opener, um, and it, we'd heard uh, rumblings about this prior to the team being named. But once I saw the team written down on paper, it really hit, really struck me. Um, seeing wingers with number twenty three on their back and and um, backs with forward numbers on their back, um, the numbers they're all a mess. I think each player is going to be assigned a jersey. Um, what's your take on that, Brad? Are you are you of the traditionalist mindset where it's it's baffling you like it is me, or don't, um, you don't really care either way? I don't really care either way. It does just look weird. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I I, I know they've said why it's happened, um, but I I don't see the point. Um, and yeah, it just it makes it fun. Um, for me, um, when I do my little graphics, I'm not doing it for Australia, thankfully. I'm just doing it for the Kiwis. But um, we've only seen Australia do it so far. I want to see what happens when the Kiwis line up. Because from my understanding, it seems to be that it's meant to be for all clubs or all nations in the World Cup doing it. Um, I'm not sure how it works. But, yeah, it, it's weird. It's going to be weird watching it on TV when you see, like, number 24 and and whatnot and i did see a good comment from a fan on facebook saying we want to try to get more eyes on the game 
and you throw multiple numbers in there and make it a bit more confusing for people that don't understand um it's just going to make it look harder to under um to figure out but it's just a number on the back of the jersey in the end of the day anyway isn't it um i don't no, know I don't, I don't like it you don't like it Let's see so i think for your australia key um kiwis um Tonga, where you actually just look at a player recognize who they are um yeah I don't, and, and you know i go that guy is a halfback or that guy is a winger or that guy is a forward i, don't, I think you're going to be fine it's when you get to your um when you're watching kind of like ks lebanon's or whatever and you go uh, which guy do i expect to take the kick because i'm looking for that number and or, or, or on fifth tackle is the guy in the, is, is the guy in the right place and all that kind of stuff i think that that kind of might be where you get some um, becomes a bit more confusing uh when whereas when you've got players who you recognize i think you'll probably find it easier not worry so much about the numbers yeah and jamie's made a good point um which is kind of how I see it with the World Cup. So it's common to name a 1-17 to 17 in them reserves, and they keep those numbers for the tournament. Mm. Um, but the Aussies are doing it by their debut numbers, which is what makes it silly. Um, so, yeah, I would have been perfectly fine if they named their 1-17 to 17 how it was, and then, you know, next week, you know, your fullback's on the wing, but he keeps his one, and the new guy at the fullback keeps his, like, number in yeah. that case but when you got like 24 52 105 you know all this rubbish it's just weird. it's weird yeah so uh, i'm with that um the one to 17 and they keep their number for the tournament um yeah, keeps their jersey. but it is what it is i guess it's you know do we really care about it the kangaroos aren't going far in this world cup anyway so we don't yeah. have to worry about the weird numbers yeah as long um, as they lose i don't care <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was it for the questions there. Um, I'm sure there'll be some that come through, um, especially when people abuse us for our award winners. Um, and um, we may as well start. So if you've got the slides there, our first one was biggest surprise of the year. Um, this is one we, we didn't agree on. So um, mine was the Dolphins failing to land a big fish and yours was a Cowboys top four finish. Um, yep. So mine, we've talked about it. We just spent half of our news section talking about the Dolphins. So it's just obviously, you know, I expected one or two big names for their first year, and you know, they haven't really got it. They, you know, they got some old aging forwards, which I guess you could say were were big names, but there wasn't like that marquee signing that you kind of expect. Um, mm-hmm. But your take, your your Cowboys, why'd you pick them? I just I don't think it's my my tip is rocket science. There is I think most people had them not in the eight, yeah, or, and in some cases even fighting for the spoon. spoon. So yeah. um, to produce what they produced this year was yeah you know, massive surprise, but you know great for the Cowboys. Um, Toddy Payton's really set them up well there. Yeah. Definitely. And our next award we both agreed on, and I'm sure most people will. Hey, um, what about Jesse Bromwich, who's been landed by the Dolphins? He's an old fish. He's one of those old fish that you, you just, out of respect, throw back in the water after you catch him. <laughs> um, going, you've, you've had a nice life. I'm not going to ruin you now. Um, but yeah, he, he is a good signing, but I wouldn't class him as a marquee. Um, but yeah. It is what it is. Um, and, yeah, Jamie's also said um, 
the Dolphins saying um, that their roster will be ready by 2024, not 2023. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I still expected one, though, Jamie. I, I expected one big name to kind of come through. Um, and, yeah, Jacko's also said the packs. Okay, the packs, yeah, it's the backs that I'm more worried about um, than the forward pack. The forward pack's very capable. Um mm. Yeah, and Valencia and Katoa are big signings, but young and unproven. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% shitting on them. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted just more. Very young. Very young. Yeah. Um, next one, we had Rookie of the Year. So we both agreed on this one, and the NRL did as well because he won the Rookie of the Year, but it's Jeremiah, Jeremiah Nanai. Um, I think it was it was hard to think of anyone else. Um, yeah, yeah, he was just, he went above and beyond. Um, yeah. I think he was head and shoulders above. above, above. There, were, there were some good rookie years this year, but I think he was head and shoulders at the top. Yeah, definitely. And uh, next award we had was the biggest blunder. Um, we we differed on this one again. I had the Taylor May final suspension, and you had the match officials Tigers versus Cowboys. Um, I could agree with your one as well, but I wanted to be a bit different. Yeah. And um, remember that Taylor May is going to have his suspension whenever the Panthers and Peter Vlandes decide um, probably in 2026, maybe. Um, and yeah, your one, you know, the Tigers, Tigers get screwed by the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think there's been a few blunders this year, but those two are pretty good picks. <laughs> I, I agree with yours as well. I think we have to split this up next year and have the biggest um, officials blunder and the biggest players blunder. Yeah, maybe um, so. Because I mean, yeah. these, these are all about the officials, got no, no, no players ones. I mean, one of the players yeah. one is, yeah, going to the toilets and sit and, and, and get on your mobile phone when you know you're not have mobile phones during a game. Yeah, that's a good um, one. We'll, <laughs> we'll just watch. A, we'll just watch a Warriors game. You'll stumble across one. Yeah, um, we could call that the Kevin Proctor Award next year, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, next award. Um, I, this guy seems to win it every year, but first facial hair, I went with Regal Campbell Gillard, and you joined me this year on this one. Oh, look at that um, slug. That's a beautiful yeah. slug. Um, we need we need some serious facial hair game from the NRL to compete with um, RCG because he's won it every year since we've started it. Um, it's kind of uh, the yeah the he cliche could, to go. He could he could star in a rehash of Miami Vice Miami Vice with that. That's special. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then the next one was Worst Haircut, um, a new winner here. Um, we both agreed on um, Musa Sully. There was a lot, myself included, that could have won this award. Um, but, yeah. I am, Jamie mentioned Talakai's beard, not a smoky. Yeah, yeah, he, was yeah. In, he, yeah. he was in my talks, Jamie. I, I was thinking about him. Um, but, yeah, you, you can't go past the slug. But, yeah, Moses Sully, look at it. I, I yeah. Do. Him or Toto to had another pretty poor one. Um, that's a shocker. Yeah, I, there was a lot. Um, Head <laughs> to the barber. These guys, these I have an excuse. I can't afford the barber most of the time, but these guys have money to go and get a, a nice haircut. Um, the Tigers are going to have a, a hairdresser in their um, in their stadium now, so they should all have nice nice haircuts. So um, yeah, congrats to them. Um, next was signing of the year. Um, no surprises. We both agreed on this one. Um, you had him as your prediction, so I would have been very disappointed to see you not pick him here. Yeah. But um, it went to Nicker Hines, obviously. He got the Dally M. Um, 
had a, a lot better, um, a better year than I expected from him in his first year at the Sharks and um, handed the, the role of being the halfback. Um, I expected him to do well, but not as well as he did. Um, so, yeah, congrats to him, and I'm sure he's going to be even better next year. I think I think if we had a best hair award too, you pretty, probably could almost pick that up. Yeah, definitely. Um, next award is our hit of the year. We both agreed on this one. It was Mitch Moses on Kenny Bromwich. Um, I think this was the one that won tackle of the year at the Dell Ems too, wasn't it? Yeah, I, th- um, I think I think it was. I think I just like a David versus Goliath um, story. So that's a uh, reminded me of Sean Johnson sitting down Sam Burgess a few yeah. years ago. Not quite, and, um, not quite higher on Petro Sivanasiva. Not quite that level, but good nonetheless. I was tempted to select Tane Milne on Spencer Linu, but um, yeah. since that was deemed not an, a, a legitimate tackle, <laughs> I had to take it off the table. It was a little um, bit too illegal. Yeah. And then um, our next award was Try of the Year, and um, we've, we've separated on this. I cheated. I've gone with the Dally M winning Try of the Year with um, Scott Drinkwater. I didn't put Scott in the picture, though, because I think it was all on Murray Talangi. Um, with his, his freak pa- flick pass from the sideline. Yeah. Um, and you've picked Mitch Moses versus the Dragons. Yeah. They yeah. they scored a bunch of good tries that game, but that the one I picked was the one with the um, mid-air flick behind the back out to Moses who scored in the corner. If you guys remember that, that was um, I thought that was a pretty cool try. That, that was still when Moses was being a flat-track bully, correct? Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Before it before he turned me. Um, next award we have is personality of the year. Um, we've differed on this one as well. You have gone with Latrell Mitchell, and I have gone with Sticky Ricky. Um, so I went, Ricky was on our in our new segments quite a lot this year. So I went with him. He, it was always good for a laugh about you know what what has he said now. Um, we had the the dirty dogs. Um, and all that stuff, so I put him in here. But you've gone with Luttrell. Yeah. I, yeah, he divides people, doesn't he? He's, a lot of people, you either love him or you hate him. Um, uh, the crowds that turn up to the game so, sometimes boo him, and he, he'll play up to the crowd when he kicks a conversion. He's, he's given himself his own nickname, Trail Mitt, so he's, he's different. I, I quite like that. I mean, it's not like he's my favourite player or anything, but all the cool people all the cool people give themselves all the cool people Paul all the cool people decide their own nickname um and yeah so I didn't see Ricky was an innocent man who did nothing yeah I I'm not I'm not criticizing him that's why I've selected him as my personality um of the year I thought he was great value and um I'm still confused with that dog situation I don't understand the insult, um, but I'm putting that with my New Zealand ignorance. Um, but yeah, um, next up though, we had our most improved team, another one we agreed on. Um, we both went with the Cowboys. Um, I think, yeah, goes without saying, you know, many people picked them as the wooden spoon and they ended up in the top four. Um, so yeah, well done to them, and they're definitely a team you have to put into, um, consideration for for playoffs when we do our prediction next year yeah and um we'll keep that cowboys thing going with the next one which was our most improved player 
both both Cowboys, but different players. I went with Ruben Cotter because it's a prop. Of course, I am. Um, and you went with Tommy Dearden because you like the pretty boy backs. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, <laughs> with um, Ruben Cotter, um, you know, he went from he might make the seventeen to making Origin, and um, being quite quite an integral piece of that Ford pack along with a lot of other big names. But I thought he was um, a standout this year and. Um, it's hard to argue with your pick with Tom Dearden, but I'll leave that with you. Yeah, I mean, he was someone that was at the Broncos, found himself um, not very high up in the pecking order in the halves at the Broncos, so wound up going to the Cowboys. And even last year at the Cowboys, um, once he got there, struggled to find his feet a wee bit. But um, this year, he, he just, I don't know what's happened, whether it's, um, Todd Payton's got something through to him, but he's just he's just seemed to have found a spark. Maybe it's his uh, halves partner arriving, Chad Townsend, um, bringing out the best of him as well. But, yeah, to go from where he came from and to realise some of his talent to the point where he debuted in Origin as well, in Origin 3, and I thought he played the house down in Origin 3 as well. So He did, yeah. Um, yeah, massive improvement from Tommy Dearden this year. 100%. Um, next one, um, we had to put them in here somewhere, but it was the biggest room for improvement, and uh, we're going with the Warriors. Um, <laughs> there's quite a few teams, I guess, we could have put in this category, but as Warriors fans, it probably hurts us a bit more. Um, so, yeah, I've put them, for my reasonings, you know, second to last is um, embarrassing as a Warriors fan, and yeah. they hopefully there's nowhere else to go but up. Um, hopefully they don't find that next level down. But um, there's plenty, plenty they can do to improve. So um, that's why I've picked them as my biggest room. You know, um, attack, defense, coaching, you name it, they need to improve it. Yeah, agree with all your points. And I think they've they've made some they've made some changes in terms of recruitment yeah. and bringing in uh, you know a lot of personnel, which really help so um fingers hopefully. crossed fingers hopefully crossed we'll that help. improvement comes um next season because yeah obviously you and i picked them for better things this year maybe too optimistically yeah. but yeah yeah um next up we had the story of the year uh that went to uh, <laughs> come on Paul. there's no need to attack us don't kick us while we're down um our story of the year was the manly rainbow jersey um we've already we talked about it at length in the new segment as well but obviously this um had everyone talking um whether you were for or against or in the middle um everyone was talking about it so um that's why i picked it um what about you I mean, yeah, same. It's just, it seemed to play out so publicly and, and just um, had such a such an effect on that whole club season. Um, and like you say, divided pretty much the, the whole rugby league community. Um, yeah, massive story. Didn't have great ramifications for the Manly Club, unfortunately for them. But yeah, hopefully something we don't see the like of again anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm well I'm sure it's a story that's going to continue especially if this lawsuit actually does happen. But mm. um yeah, next up we had our team of the year. Um we agreed again. Um it, 
Panthers. It's I, I didn't pick them last year. You picked the Panthers last year in the awards, but I went with the Storm because they um, were the minor premiers. But this year, you know, um, apart from, you know, those losses during the season, um, they were the most dominant team all year. From, from start to finish, you know, it was always their competition to lose and they didn't lose. So um, it would have been too hard for me to argue any other team. Um, so, yeah, I had to pick them for that reason. And um, you love the Panthers, so it's easy why you picked them. So I really don't. <laughs> but it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue with the results they get and, and the manner in which they get them. Um and, and like we've said last week, that they know. They'll let you know too. Um, yeah. Just, just look at social media. Definitely. And then the last award of the night is the Player of the Year. We didn't agree on this one. Um, we also didn't pick the Dell M. So um, <laughs> I went with Ben Hunt because, you know, I love my Dragons. Um, and you went with Dylan Edwards. Um, I'll explain mine. It probably needs a bit more than yours. Yours is a bit more straightforward. Um, ben Hunt. You know, I don't like the Dragons. We all know that. I've said it every week. But the Dragons only looked like an NRL team when Ben Hunt was there. Um, he, What he did with that team, um, I thought was amazing what one player can do. So I wanted to give him a nod somewhere. Um, and I, I still thought he had done enough to potentially get that Dele in and pip it at the post. Um, but you've gone with Dylan Edwards for probably more obvious reasons. So... Well, he's very handy in origin too, Ben Hunt. Um, he is, yes. Yeah, yeah, Dylan Edwards. I just feel like in a team that was that dominant, he was – everyone talks about Cleary and, and guys like that and Isaiah Yo for obvious reasons. But I think when Edwards missed a couple of games this year, um, they don't look the same team without him. I think they he's the perfect fit for their team. Um I think he completes his spine really well and he's just he's a special player or that comes up with special plays all the time so uh, i think he's pretty underrated and i thought he's he's worthy of a nod he, he obviously didn't pick up dally m or won't, won't get selected for the australian squad whether yeah, or, whether un, or not un, that's unlike my yeah. my pick you know who made the kangaroos but well whether it's right or wrong you know because i think dylan edwards would would perform ab- admirably if he was selected for the Kangaroos. But, um, yeah, I think he's worth, worthy of a nod somewhere. I think the season he had was pretty special. Yeah, definitely. So that was the last award um, for the night. So um, thanks for your help there, Paul, with all, all those images that I, I threw at you this week. Um, so before we sign off, um, we'll go into the World Cup because the World Cup's actually starting this weekend um first game is sunday morning england versus samoa um the kiwis start their campaign against lebanon on monday morning um i thought we won't go too deep into it we just quickly um i thought basically um say who's in each pool and who we think are going to be the two that move into the quarters um and then um with the way the World Cup's scheduled, um, I think we can keep running our show, or not think, we will. We'll keep running our show on Wednesdays because basically um, each segment of the pool play um, will be finished before our show on a Wednesday so we can keep up to date with all the teams and all the comings and goings. So um, moving forward, we're going to keep going. This is usually the last show for the year, but every year we'll keep going for the World Cup um, at least. 
and um, should be good. But we'll get the pools. I'll get my pools up. Um, pool A, we have England, France, Greece, and Samoa. For me personally, I think the two going through will be England and Samoa. What about you? Samoa first, England second. Samoa. I go. think let that's me, that's let me put it in order for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was talking with Paul before we went live, and I said, you know, I think out of all the predicted teams that can win this comp, I think England have the, the weakest roster. But I think Samoa are going into this World Cup as the, the dark horse. And I think they, you look, they're, I basically explained it to Paul, they've got a lot of the Panthers in there, um, mm. which I think will be very beneficial for them. So, yeah, good to see we both agree on that. I think going forward, our two will all be the same anyway. Um, Paul B, we've got Australia, Fiji, Italy, and Scotland. I've gone with Australia and Fiji. Um, what about you? Yeah, Australia, Fiji in that order. Yeah. Um, Paul C, we've got Ireland, Jamaica, Lebanon, and New Zealand. I've gone with New Zealand and Lebanon. NZ and Lebanon. Yep. Yeah. In that order, or do you think Lebanon's going to go to number one? <laughs> Definitely that order. Definitely that order. And then the last pool, we've got Pool D, which is the Cook Islands, Papua New Guinea, Wales, and Tonga. I've gone with Tonga and Papua New Guinea. Yeah, in that Tonga. order. Yes, Tonga and Papua New Guinea in that order. Yeah. And then nice. um, we did it on the Ruin Hammer show, um, but we may as well do it here. We had predicted finals. Um, I had predicted Kiwis Tonga. Um, what about you? I'm going to differ my pick this week somewhat from what I, I did on their show. I'll go Kiwis Samoa. Kiwis Samoa. You think Samoa will beat Tonga? Yes. Yeah. Um, should be good. It's good to see that we're both not picking Australia. Um, I felt dirty and, last week picking them. And Simon said he's gone with New Zealand and Ireland as he has to support his heritage country. Um, nice. And he's gone with Australia, Italy. Um Oh, yeah. So if you think Italy will do better than Fiji, there's a good call out. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, and then towards the later stages of the men's tournament, the women's tournament starts up and the wheelchair as well. Um, I don't have all the details here because I wasn't that prepared, but I've got, I think, I haven't shown Richie yet, but I've made a spreadsheet with every game for all three tournaments that I can keep scores and keep it to date. So when we're doing our show, we'll... Um, cover who wins and loses those games as well um i haven't bought spark sport yet it's coming and you, you need to add a couple of uh, companies that's because uh, we're, we're about to go through your predictions for the next few for the games before next for the next show as well all right do we have to do the predictions too do we oh it's yeah. easy oh man well, it's, well, 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 well okay if it's easy i'm gonna i'll hit you with it straight away then so in pool a we've got uh, england versus samoa opening game Sa samoa samoa and then you've also got France versus Greece. France. France. Okay. Um, I hope you're writing this down because I haven't written them down. <laughs> you also just listen, listen back to it and write it down. Yeah. Um, the um, group um, group B, then you've got Australia, Fiji, and Scotland, Italy. Australia, Fiji first. Australia. Australia. And then Scotland, Italy. Scotland. Scotland, yeah. Scotland. My heritage. To go to yeah. Yeah. My other yeah, heritage. Yeah. You, you, you can't see his bottom half, but he's clearly wearing his <laughs> tonight. Um, uh, Jamaica versus Ireland. 
Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Um, and then New Zealand, Lebanon. Oh, Lebanon, Lebanon, all the way. So both, yeah. both you going Kiwis. Kiwis. Yeah. yeah. And Group D, Tonga, Papua New Guinea. Tonga, Tonga, two for Tonga, and then Wales versus the Cook Islands. Cook Islands. Wow. So you've you've agreed on every single one in the first round. As I said, because they're easy. Well, I'm not. I don't think Wales, Cook Islands, or um, the uh, um, Cook Jamaica Islands. Island. Cook Islands have got a good team. You go. You've yeah. got to get out of the rugby union thought mind. Um, you no, know, well, who, you've got. Well, look, look at my list. You've, you've gone with the home t the home team, either the first name team, in all games except two, which are Jamaica Island um, and Wales Cook Islands. So, Jamaica uh, yeah. Island, I feel, is the hardest one because I don't yeah. know how how good or bad either team is. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. so there we go. So those, that's uh, and we'll uh, yeah I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll we'll run through that uh, each week, folks. And, uh, and see how yeah, how moving forward, when I'm actually a bit more prepared with the World Cup, we'll do our predictions each week as well. Um, I don't know if we'll, I don't, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll play it. But anything else you want to add before we go, Richie? Oh no, I'll just give um, Brad and Paul an award too. I think they deserve an award. Great job this year, fellas. Yeah, best and, facial hair and, and worst haircut, I think, is, is my and best, best producer, best producer, and best. <laughs> yeah, thanks everyone for the chat again. Always, always yeah. a good time, yeah. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update on the World Cup. Tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again, Richie, and cheers for all your work in the background, Paul, with all the slides that I threw at you. And uh, good night, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.